In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Okay, husbands, if I told you guys that at a random time, you wouldn't be able to prepare, that at a random time you'd have to show your phone to your wife, how nervous would you be? Okay, and vice versa. Wives, if I told you that at a random time you had no time to prepare, you'd have to show your phone to your husband right away. And kids, same thing. Teenagers, young adults, let's say at a random time I told you that, you know, at this very time, you have no time to, you know, hide anything, you have no time to delete anything, you'd have to show your phone to your parents. How nervous would you be? Okay. While you're thinking about the answer, I want to tell you why I'm asking that question. It's because Sometimes we do a lot of things in private, in secret, when we're not supposed to. And sometimes we do a lot of things in public that are different than what we do when we're alone or in private. And this could be really problematic, especially to a Christian. Why do I mention that? It's because when we do that, we become two different people. Whether we like it or not, we become two different people. People that act a certain way where, when we're alone, when no one's watching, when we're in private, and people that act differently when we're in public, when we're around people, so on and so forth. And this could be really problematic, could be really destructive to human soul. Why do I say that? It's because the disciples are asking Jesus in this gospel today. They want to know what he's talking about when he says, a little while and you will see me again, a little while and you will not see me. So they ask him, because who doesn't want to see Jesus, right? The disciples want to always see Jesus. But now that he's saying, a little while, a little while you won't see me, okay, now they're a little nervous by what he means by this. So they want to know what he's talking about, and they ask him, and what he answers is really profound. He says, it doesn't give a sort of time or, you know, you're only going to see me for this certain amount of time, but then I'll come back at this time. No, this is how he responds. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. We will lament, we will be sad, we will weep, but the world will rejoice. He's drawing two different categories. Us, who are going to be sad, and the world that rejoices. These two categories have to do with what we do in private, what we do when no one's watching, what we're thinking when no one's watching, what we're, how much we're judging in our minds that no one could know about, and what we do in public. We leap and lament, the world rejoices. Why does the world get to rejoice? And Jesus is saying we have to become sad. I think what Jesus wants us to understand here is the sins that we commit when no one's watching, the shady things that we do, the disturbing thoughts that we have that no one knows about, those could bring joy to our lives. That's the whole problem of sin. Sin is fun. It's not, if sin wasn't fun, who would ever commit sin? If sin wasn't pl pleasurable, who would ever fall into sin? The reason we fall into sin is because we like it. 
and we like it because we think it brings us joy. But what does it really bring us? A joy that's temporary, right? That's the nature of sin. And that's why Jesus is saying the world will rejoice. This joy that Jesus is talking about, it's not authentic joy that the world has. And that's why the world rejoices, because the world, de facto, is sinful. And when we fall into sin, and it brings us, you know, a little joy, a little comfort, the sins that we fall into, that's all temporary. Why is Jesus saying that we will lament and we will weep? Because he's expecting us not to be two different people. He's expecting us not to have two different personas. And it hurts to say no to sin. It hurts to do the right thing sometimes, or maybe all the time. It hurts to leave some time for prayer. It hurts when you're tired and you know how you have to come to Sunday Mass at 10 a.m. to sort of rip yourself off the couch or your bed like Velcro and make it to Mass. It hurts. And sometimes it's pleasurable to just sit there and be lazy. But Jesus tells us and he assures us, and this is one of the most beautiful things that Jesus says in the Gospel of John. He gives this reassurance. He says, I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take that joy from you. He gives us this assurance that when we are the same person, whether no one's watching or people are watching, when we stay genuine and we're not disingenuous to ourselves or who we are, that's when we really see Christ for who he is. That's when, that, these are the people that Jesus is talking about when he says, I will see you again. They are the people that want this genuine joy that Jesus wants to give us. Because anything outside of the scope, it's temporary. And we're fooling ourselves because we're not two different people. And God did not create us to become two different people. When God created us in his image and likeness, these are not two different things. They could be distinguished, but they're not different. God created us as one person to go back to him. And no matter where we fall in these categories, whether we do have two personas, so to speak, we live two different lifestyles, Jesus is calling us to chase after authentic joy, after authentic fulfillment, because that's what he created us for. These temporary things that we fall into, these sinful things that we fall into, these passions, these desires that are driving our lives, these don't give us joy, they give us destruction. They don't give us fulfillment, they give us limitation. And Christ invites us today to answer his call of joy. And God willing, by his grace, we too may meet him with unveiled face and be able to share that joy with him for all of eternity. Amen.